Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the 16th chapter of Mark, the last chapter of Mark. Here's verse 1. It says this. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so they might come and anoint him. So that's verse 1 of chapter 16 of Mark. So let's just stop here for a second. It mentions that timing thing again, the Sabbath, right? It says, when the Sabbath is over. And I've made a pretty big deal over the uh, the previous mentions that the the Sabbath day was arriving. That's the reason that Joseph was uh, getting Jesus' body off the cross and things like that. And if that Sabbath was the uh, 15th day of the sun, okay? The 14th day of the sun was the day that the Lord told them to... Uh, offer up the sacrifice of the Passover lamb. They would prepare a meal. They'd sit down to eat the meal, the Passover meal. At the time when they sat down to eat, it was 6 o'clock in the evening, and it became the 15th day of the sun. The 15th day of the sun is the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And uh, the Lord told us, this is all Leviticus 23, by the way, that um, that was a high holy day, a Sabbath day. But the Sabbath that's mentioned right here is not the Sabbath day. It's the weekly Sabbath day. And you say, well, how do you know that? You're just going to sit there and pick and choose what Sabbath. Well, you're right. You just can't do it of your own volition. You don't want to do that. It's because of the next verse, folks. Verse 2. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. The first day of the week is what we call Sunday. And so... This Sabbath right here is the weekly Sabbath from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. So uh, Jesus was actually killed, died on the 14th. He was buried. And evening and morning is the 15th day of the sun. Evening and morning, 16th day of the sun. Evening and morning, 17th day of the sun, which that year would have been the Sabbath. The first day of the week is the 18th day of the sun. And this, this all, it just, <laughs> you know, it goes beyond fitting together so beautifully, <laughs> that kind of thing. Though it does, the word doesn't contradict itself, okay? The word doesn't conflict with itself. And you can see the wonder and the glory of how God designs everything, how he communicates everything. And so uh, this is also would have been that year, the celebration of the Feast of First Fruits. Yeah, you don't hear a lot about that one, do you? You, know, you hear about Passover, you hear about unleavened bread, you hear about Pentecost. There was another, the Feast of First Fruits. And First Fruits was supposed to be celebrated and was celebrated on the morrow after the Sabbath, is the way that it was described. The day after the Sabbath. Well, why is that? Well, the Lord designed it that way when He gave the feast to Israel. But it was foreshadowing of the very fact that the first fruit of those resurrected from the dead the Lord Jesus Christ, that he would be resurrected, and they would find that tomb empty on the first day of the week. So here come these ladies. They're coming, and they're going to anoint the body of Jesus. Very early, first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had arisen. So it's right when the sun's rising. Other scripture says that they, it describes it as being sort of dark when they set out. So they're getting there right at sunrise. Verse 3, 
They were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And if you remember, these ladies had seen where Jesus' body had been laid, so they knew that there was a big stone there. And they were wondering, you know, how are we going to get this stone rolled away? You know, did they have a plan? Were they just going to wonder? Were they just going to stand there? Well, we don't know. Uh, we do know that there was a guard that was put in place there. So perhaps they thought maybe the guard would do it, but, you know, we don't know. Verse 4, looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. So it was a very, very large stone there. Now, obviously, it wasn't so large that man couldn't roll it into place because it had been rolled into place by a man or some men. Here now, though, the stone is rolled away. And uh, again, I reiterate this. The stone was not rolled away to where Jesus could get out once he was resurrected. <laughs> no, he just went right through the stone. The stone was rolled away so that the world could see that it was empty, that the tomb was empty. So they get there. They see the stones rolled away. They enter into the tomb, which would have been a, a frightening thing, a thing that they had never likely done before. Okay, They entered the tomb. And they saw a young man sitting at the right, wearing a white robe. And they were amazed. Now, the other gospel accounts give us some insight into this. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I think we're probably going to read those in the next episode or two, just where we can see the detail of everything. But they go in, they see this young man. And he's sitting there with a white robe on, and they were amazed. In just a moment, you're going to find out they're going to leave trembling and astonished. Well, yeah, you would think so. But they're just dumbfounded here. They're amazed. Verse 6, and he said to them, the young man, do not be amazed. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here's the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Just as he told you. Remember, he'd been telling them the whole journey to Jerusalem. He'd been telling them what was going to happen, that he was going to be betrayed, that he was going to be handed over to the religious rulers, that he was going to be killed, but then that he would rise again from the dead. And he actually said that, and when I do, y'all meet me in Galilee. Okay, so this is some journey away. This wasn't just around the corner here, okay? So here's this young man, an angel, telling him, hey, don't be amazed. I know what you're doing. You're looking for Jesus in Nazarene, the one who was crucified, yeah? Notice how defined it was. Not just any Jesus, but Jesus in Nazarene. Not just any Jesus from Nazareth, but the one that was just crucified. <laughs> he's risen, and he's not here. But here's where they laid him, okay? Now, here's what I want you to do. Go tell the disciples and Peter. But wasn't Peter a disciple? Well, sure, Peter was a disciple. As a matter of fact, he was a de facto leader. He had been in training. Just the way that he they responded to him, you could tell that he was emerging as the leader. And Jesus had told him that he would be the leader. Jesus told him that he was going to fail, but after he uh, his failure, that he would be the leader of the disciples. And now this angel is saying, hey, go tell his disciples and Peter. He's driving home the point to them. You find Peter. You let Peter know that I mentioned him by name. Tell his disciples and Peter. Peter's feeling like he had totally blown it. 
Peter's feeling like there's no restoration, there's no hope, even though the Lord had already told him in advance that there would be. Ever felt like that? <laughs> and he said, you go tell his disciples and Peter. You tell them that Jesus is going ahead of you. He's going to Galilee. And you will see him just as he told you. Verse 8, Mark 16, last verse for the day. They went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. They, they, they were terrified. They said nothing. He had just told them to go tell the disciples, and they didn't say anything to anybody. Well, they did go tell the disciples. Okay, We'll see that in other Gospels. Uh, the disciples didn't believe them, but they did go tell them. But you see that their emotions... He going from amazement to trembling to astonishment, and it had gripped them. I mean, just, just the depth of the reality of what they were hearing and what they were seeing and what they're beginning to understand. Can you imagine being just overwhelmed and awash with the emotions? Uh, we might think we could imagine. We can imagine all we want to, but we can never really experience what they had experienced right there. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. We'll continue on with this next episode. I'll see you all then. Goodbye.